a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Aisha Green and Tia Patterson to talk about Tangwa Whenua, a view from the shore. Morena to you both. Good morning. Morena. How are we today? Pretty good. Yeah, good. Just tired. <laughs> Just tired. We're all tired. <laughs> uh, but it's a beautiful sunny day. It's a lovely day outside, so um, hopefully we'll wake up a little bit as the morning progresses. Right, this year marks 250 years since James Cook became the second European to visit Aotearoa. Uh, and with Cook's visit came the beginnings of colonisation, uh, the echoes of which are still very much being felt today. Um, and this uh, nationwide event, Tangawa Whenua View from the Shores, uh, is a response to that history as, a, as well as to the present effects of colonisation. Isn't that right? Yeah, so there's a huge group of... Um Māori and Pacifica peoples all over New Zealand mm-hmm. and we're coming together to sort of protest or highlight um, the effects of colonisation and of course this year um, as the 250 years has been marked by big government events called Tuia 250 and this is sort of our chance to tell our stories and to kind of protest those commemorations or to highlight that those commemorations are actually things that Māori live with every day. Um, colonisation is something we live with every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's been quite interesting the fact that they have commemorated in the way they have. Um, you know, it's so one-sided. Um, they haven't looked, um, like you're saying, a view from the shore. They haven't looked out from, um, you know, looking back at the gaze of, of the Europe of the Europeans and, and what has happened since. Um, and this is a nationwide event, right? Like you said, it's ha- not just happening here in Nautiputi. It's happening uh, in other places around the country. Um, it is that and to coincide um, with um, the endeavours trip around the nation or is it just happening throughout the month everywhere? Yeah, so it's just happening throughout um, November. I guess that sort of marks when he was here. Um, yeah, I think the thing is is that we don't actually need big commemorative events mm. to remember that James Cook was here because those are the things that we deal with every day and what colonisation does and has done to Māori and Pacifica peoples has changed the whole makeup of um, who we are and how we know ourselves. So I think it's our opportunity now to express who we are um, and to kind of highlight our unique sort of stories and our own personal experiences dealing with colonisation. Um, Tia, you're um, showing some works and I guess it's um, <coughs> responses to how you, you felt and how you look back on the history of who you are. Um, what are you showing and how are you showing it? Um, I think the most sort of enlightening and empowering thing was realizing that um, uh, my the way that I was sort of affected my like worst impacts in my life mm-hmm. it, it was because of colonization and it came out through relationships and I was just like oh because everyone's like oh that's your parents but it wasn't it was a structure where women are kind of shadowed um, by some per- some other person and that didn't happen pre-colonially because we had um, like women had places of power so it was helpful it was like hard to realize but it was helpful to be able to like regain my mana and reclaim my identity as like an independent person yeah because these are some of those um things that you would never even think were impacts of colonization right no because you blame yourself you're like oh i'm just shy like i just i need to just voice myself Mm. like i need to over justify or overcompensate but that wasn't my flaws it was learned behaviour from my inherited anxiety. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and the same uh, impacts can be felt through um, things like Christianity being brought to Aotearoa and having to change the way you are. I mean, there was a rich history of LGBTQI, if we want to call it that, within Māoridom before, um, you know, Cook came and, and um, the you know Samuel Marston came and bought Christianity and that totally yeah. changed and there's been massive effects from that ever since as well those ripples have gone through um, our joint the joint history that we now have um, yeah so I mean that's really interesting and, and it's something that I'd never thought of until yeah, you just said <laughs> and <laughs> it's the curse of Eve like that's the Christian because in, in Maori mythology women are so empowered in their sexuality and periods and conception is not seen as punishment or sin mm. and so I struggle with like my own repression because of the curse of Eve and yeah but I can choose to reject that now so it's good that, that, that is good um, now um, some sections of society have different views on Cook's visit you know I mean like we're seeing with the, with this tour 250 um, people are hailing it as you know the beginning of this wonderful nation uh, New Zealand uh, and, and, you know and they look at it through some roasting glasses I mean ignorance is abound uh, is this a project the aims of this to kind of open up the real stories and the real effects of colonization yeah absolutely um I think yeah if the way that Māori are treated and how the nation is made sort of probably needs to be more clearer and that can easily come through education probably at the very early stages of your formative school years and that's what part of the bigger project is as a whole is to kind of promote or to protest for education in schools on Māori history and what colonisation has done to Māori um, <clears throat> and I mean luckily Jacinda what announced a couple of months ago that there is going to be funding to teach Māori history in schools which is great I guess now we kind of have to focus on um, it's great that youth coming up will have that experience but there's still a whole bunch of us who never had that education in schools and it's really important that we do mm-hmm. um, and so yeah I guess yeah when we talk about kind of how the <coughs> nation was made and formed it is sort of through the eradication of Māori, like Māori had to be moved off the land in order to create the nation and that of course is extremely disrupting to our identity because our identity is tied up in the land, like the land is our ancestors. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so what are some of, the, who, who is showing and, and what are we seeing and how are we being informed? Well there's about, how many artists in the show now? Probably about 12 or 13. Yeah, and more to come more to come so it's completely evolving over time so mm-hmm. we sort of call out to any Māori Pacific artists that might want to submit artworks um, come down and see us you can chuck your work up and have a um, chat with us but yeah there's about sort of eight of us as a core group that have come together and sort of rallied together and put all of our work up um, which is completely and always evolving and mm-hmm. um, there's a whole bunch of different types of works we've got like photography painting um, graffiti art sound sculpture textile work Heaps of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you, you mentioned Pacifica there because we've got to remember Cook didn't just come here to Aotearoa. He also went to the Cook Islands um, <laughs> and, and, and other islands throughout the Pacific during all three of his voyages. Uh, and, and those effects were with the same effects that we have here are felt in those island nations as well. Exactly, and they're our brothers and sisters, so mm. you know, yeah. we and can stand together. And also different, eh? Like the fetishization in the Pacific was a lot worse, mm. so it's good to have that presence. Um, now, 
the title of the program, uh, A View from the Shore, uh, of the project, uh, sorry, um, comes from um, a documentary. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Barry Barclay, so the title comes View from the Shore, which is an idea that Barry Barclay put forward, and Barry Barclay is a Māori filmmaker. And um, he wrote about Indigenous filmmaking, um, which is he termed the fourth cinema. And basically what that is is um, shifting the point of view. So the idea is that, you know, Cook and that are on their ship, and so they have a view from a ship, and then Martin Pacifica peoples are on the shore. So it's about switching the viewpoint or the framing of how we see that narrative unfold. And that's what we take from Barry Barclay and the things that he's kind of bought. And, of, yeah, I mean, it was sort of brought into cinema theory, but it's definitely easily applied throughout heaps of different things, including art. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Cook coming down here, I mean, he said that, you know, he didn't see anyone and that this part of the country was inhabited, uh, uninhabited, uh, which is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just goes to show, you know, I mean, there's a rich history of Māori Dem within uh, um, this, this area, isn't there? Ōtipote and the, the wider southern region. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on his first voyage, he just kind of swung through. Um, but on his second voyage, he did land over in um, Dusky Sounds. And he did spend quite, like, I think a few months there. My facts aren't quite good. But, um, yeah, and I, and he met a lot of local people there. So he, is, he did come in in the end. It's really interesting because when he first came, he just sailed past um, Aramoana in the inlet there and didn't realise that there was a huge harbour. And I think if he had, on that first trip, realised what was there, it might have changed his whole trip and it's likely he would have come in and, I guess, made first contact or whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, now you're also going to be maybe having well there's a whole bunch of events and um, one of them is a treaty workshop that's right yeah so we're working with Toewi Solutions um, which is an amazing organisation that sort of talks about the treaty um, the different translations and sort of what went wrong and how it went wrong and then sort of looks at ways to I mean it gives the workshops give a big overview of um, the history of colonisation and the effects that it's had up until the present day and they're a really great group and their kind of prerogative is actually to teach Pakia and Toiwi about it um, mm. and Suzanne who runs runs the workshops she is Toiwi herself and so it actually creates an amazing environment to kind of take risks, to have big chats, um, to not feel afraid, because they are big topics and they do come with a lot of fear of being the bad guy if you are Pākehā Tōiwi. And that's sort of not what we want as Māori, is we don't want people to be afraid of the history and no one's blaming anybody personally, but it's about understanding the structures that keep us oppressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a, you know, a big fear um, within you know, Pākehā that you, oh, if you know everything's going to change, you know, if if we if we scrap the the Pakeha version of the treaty and just go off um, to the old Waitangi, we you know they're going to take our land and oh my god, you know, and what are we going to do? Um, but that's not the case, and that's not you know you. You know, it's not what's going to happen, right? It's not what's going to happen, but maybe it could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to antagonise you there, but yeah, I mean, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I guess in, with Dunedin's history is that, or even, you know, the South Island, is the way that um, Naitahu traded land. Um, I traded land was that the government, or I think the New Zealand company, was meant to sort of put aside a huge amount for Māori 
to be their own and to have sovereign over. However, that never happened. And that's where a lot of this all sort of started, was actually um, protests and petitions to change that and to rectify that. And I guess that's sort of where the, um, the Waitangi Tribunal comes in. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and there's a bunch of other events going on as well, right? Yes, there is. Tia... Oh yeah, um, Aniwa and I are hosting a poetry night mm-hmm. oh, and music, mm-hmm. and that's on the 20th at hey, 6. Do you know who's playing? Um, no, it's kind of, we're keeping it kind of low-key, okay. so yeah, because heaps of people have reached out to us, but you know, you can't really rely on people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and any other uh, events coming up? Yeah, so we're going to um, screen the documentary View from the Shore, and mm-hmm. that will be on Friday the 28th of November at 6pm, and then we're going to show it again um, in the daytime on Saturday the following day at 2pm. So everyone's welcome to come along, um, maybe we'll have popcorn and snacks, and I think it'll be really fun to sit down and watch it together. Watching those types mm. of things together is always a really nice feeling, to kind of feel sort of camaraderie and excitement. Fantastic. And uh, as you were saying before, you're always on the lookout for other artists to come in and bring in works. Yes, everybody is welcome. Well, uh, Māori Pacifica artists or anybody are welcome to bring their work down um, or come chat to us. Um, yeah, we hope that more people come and bring their work. And it's running up until the 30th of this month, for the last day of the month. Uh, and it's open from, what, one, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock every day? Yep, 1 to 4. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's weekends as well? Yes, Monday to Sunday, 24... No, no, I was going to say 24-7, but it's not 24-7. <laughs> no, it's just 7-4. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, thank you both for coming in this morning. It's been a pleasure. Um, just wanted to shout out as well to the Dunedin Dream Oh, Brokers. yes. Yes, sorry. Um, so they've brokered the site for us, which uh-huh. is incredible, and they're such a great organisation in Dunedin to be able to let these types of art events happen, especially in the bustling CBD. It's, we've got a great spot, which sees so many people walking past and stopping by, which is just like perfect for what we need and want to kind of spread our message. So, yeah, they do a great thing for the community, and thanks thanks to them. All right, 165 George Street is where you'll find Tangata Whenua view from the show. Once again, thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.